Welcome to our Meet the Parents podcast, the show where we share stories from everyday life to help with the ups and the downs of parenting. We'll have honest conversations as together we seek to grow everyday faith in our homes. Be sure to follow us on your favourite podcast provider or you can watch the video version on YouTube. All show notes and episodes can be found at livingrock.church forward slash meet the parents. I'm Lisa, I'm married to Alex, and we've got three amazing teenage children. One's nearly 18, 19-year-old, he's nearly 20, and then we've got a 15-year-old as well, so got our hands full, but really loving it. And uh, we're going to be having conversations with parents uh, as we find out what tried and tested successes and failures that families have been experiencing. And today we're going to be looking at the topic of adoption, which is a subject that's really dear to my heart and uh, something I'm really passionate about. So I'm really delighted to be welcomed by Becky today. Hi, Becky. Thanks for joining us. It's so great (laughs) to have you here. And uh, thank you. And could you tell us a bit about yourself, Becky, and uh, how many children you've got and their ages? And especially because we ask all our parents, what is your parenting superpower that you would love to have would be most helpful for you? (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, So my name's Becky. Um, I'm a primary school teacher, but I'm also a mum to one little girl. Um, She's two and a half. Um, so she's a toddler at the moment and it's yeah it's lots and lots of fun um my superpower would be to have a device that would find lost socks and shoes because (laughs) every morning I put socks and shoes on my little girl and we drive to nursery and by the time we get there and it's only a five minute journey they have gone (laughs) she loves to take them off and then I don't know where they go but they they disappear and then I'm I'm a little stressed because I'm I'm kind of watching the class trying sure. to get to work on time and I'm like come on Aria where, where are they where did you put them and she's like oh we don't know <laughs> no, and don't. Um, it's so so stressful so I think a device that would immediately find two two socks yeah, yeah. <laughs> and two shoes would be amazing would be I think great. I've been into nursery a couple of times now where I've had to say I'm so sorry but she only has one sock because yes. I can't find the other one um, so yeah that would be my superpower oh that's so good I know <laughs> you're a teacher I've been a teacher we have that yeah. in classrooms a lot don't we the missing sock yeah. thing so we could do it not just as parents but in classrooms Absolutely. as well yeah. <laughs> that would be cool um and I know you've got some like a funny story to share with us about what has Aria has been up to so can you tell yes. us a bit more about that story would yeah. that be okay um so when Aria first came to live with me she was 10 months old and um it was kind of the early few weeks we were getting to know each other um and she was actually teething so it was quite a, quite a hard start yeah. to parenthood yeah sure. um and she would just get so frustrated and upset because her teeth were causing her so much pain oh, and it was one Sunday and we were about to go to church in the morning um, and I um, made a cup of coffee like I always do and quickly realised that it's really hard to drink a yeah. cup of coffee when you have a little toddler. Yep. <laughs> so I put it on the high shelf out of her reach um, above the sofa and um, forgot about it. <laughs> so we went to church, we came back home from church and she was still so miserable and she was crying and she just didn't know what to do with herself. She was Aww. in so much pain. And all of a sudden we were sitting on the sofa and I was thinking, right, come on, what, what can we do this afternoon? And she sort of stood up on me and, and looked at me and, and then kind of gave me a lovely hug. And I was like, Aww. wow, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a turnaround. 
Um, and she kind of stayed there for a little bit. And I thought, oh, this is so lovely. And I just thought, this is such a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, but actually, she was actually trying to get the cup of coffee <laughs> that I put there earlier. And Cunning was kind plan. of working out how she would get to it. And the next minute I knew, I didn't know she was doing this. The next minute I knew that the entire mug of coffee was, had just gone all, it was cold, obviously, <laughs> thankfully <laughs> all over my head all in my hair it was on her face in her clothes <laughs> and I just thought right yeah <laughs> okay yeah. and we got changed and it was just not quite that beautiful moment yeah, I it thought. was almost but I did really a good lesson that day yeah yeah hide the coffee really high. <laughs> yeah they somehow find everything don't they it's amazing know, it's a gift <laughs> oh, that's so cool sounds amazing <laughs> Um, I'm really grateful that you're joining us today because I know you're really passionate, aren't you, about adoption? And um, one of the things we wanted to talk about was um, from a perspective of as a parent or family thinking about adopting, as well as those who, like myself, might be a family who want to support someone or someone in a church family. So um, I've got a few questions I wanted to chat to you about. And one of the things I wanted to ask you was, what, what actually is adoption? I mean, we all hear about it and it's just be really helpful if you could just kind of summarise what it yeah. actually is and particularly why you chose to adopt. That would be great. Yeah, yeah of course. So um, adoption is a legal process that happens when it's deemed that a child is unable to stay with their birth family. Yeah. So often, often that's because they have been removed, sadly, from their birth family. Mm. So that could be because um, birth mom or birth dad are struggling in some way. Maybe um, they have an addiction to drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. and that's affecting the way they live their life. Or maybe they just live a kind of chaotic lifestyle and Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't even have a home. And so there's kind of many, many reasons. And and it's, you know, it's not, you know, because maybe they don't care for their children, but it's just because of the circumstances they find themselves in. Um, and so that's when um, sort of the local authority w- would get involved. Yeah. And if they do then have to remove a child, um, they would put that child into temporary foster care. Yeah. So there would be a foster carer or a foster family ready um, to take in a child at short mm. notice. And then when they're in that foster care, a lot of things happen. Right. Um, the local authority try, if they can, to to see if that child could go back to their, their, their birth family. They, they try... Um, and investigate whether that could happen mm. or if it can't happen could a family member take that child in so that, yeah. that child keeps within their family sure. but I guess if that can't happen um, then what happens is they decide to um, look for a permanent um, yeah. home a permanent yeah. family for that child and that child is then put on the list for adoption yeah um, and then that's where someone like me comes along and I'm looking to adopt yeah and then a match is is formed and wow. um, so that's that's what adoption that's is process, really yeah. um yeah. it's it's giving a child a, a forever home um and I a guess new a new yeah. family and I guess their priority is always to try and keep families together isn't it so this it is, is this is a it last is, resort yeah. for this in the yeah. process isn't it so yeah it is yeah. and that's why often you can't adopt a super young child mm. a super young baby because it does take time yeah. for all the avenues to be explored first and and yeah they do really really try their best to keep that child within yeah. their family but if if they just can't then that's when adoption will be the next yeah. option yeah that's cool so um, why did you yeah, so, yeah why did yeah, you yeah why I ad- yeah why I chose to adopt well I've I've always loved children yeah. I mean children are a massive part of my life yeah. um 
I think as a five-year-old girl, I knew I wanted to be a primary school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, I am. I, I did that. And I'm a primary school teacher, teach young children every day. And then at the weekend at my local church, I work with children. So I am in charge of the children's ministry. <laughs> so there's not really a day that goes by when I'm not with the child in some <laughs> yeah, capacity. Yeah. Um, love being with children. And I think it was a good few years ago now that God started just to speak to me and speak to my heart. And the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit was just prompting me to make room in my life for um to be a mum really yeah. to to actually have a child that I could be a mum to um, and I've always been really intrigued by adoption I've always been really um inspired by it yeah. and I've loved the idea that um a vulnerable child could be um kind of put into a, a safe and secure yeah. environment which they can thrive in so yeah. it's just always Absolutely. been something that I've had a heart for but the last couple of years I just sensed that God was just prompting me to do it. Mm. And and that's when I kind of obeyed that yeah. and, and just started on my process of becoming an adoptive mum. So. It's such an exciting thing. I know Alex and I have talked about it loads ourselves because yeah. it's just such a an opportunity to to show the love of God to a child, isn't it? It and, is. Yeah, um, it is. I think I was um, just reading about some sort of charity support that are out there at the moment that support families who are adopting children and and supporting those who might be helping a family adopting and um, Home for Good seems to be a really great charity that's out there and on their website there's some uh, really quite tragic statistics really I guess that are quite you know heartbreaking really when you think about it but they were saying like in um, 2021 that more than 2,000 children are waiting to be adopted so it's a lot of children out there Um, and of those at least 50% were waiting over 18 months and you just think some of yeah. these children are really young and that's a huge yeah. chunk of their life, not knowing yeah. where they belong and knowing who they belong no. to. And I, yeah. I notice that a lot of the groups that are harder to adopt are like children with medical or disability needs yeah. or children from um, ethnic minority heritage, yes. You've got sibling groups, yeah. haven't you? There's, yeah. there's so many children out there. I mean, <laughs> I know you're yeah. like me and you just want to take them all, wouldn't you? <laughs> and, yeah, I would yeah. quite <laughs> happily have a whole house yeah. full of children. That would be yeah. amazing. But um, yeah. I know it's important we follow what God teaches us for ourselves in our family and yeah. I, I love that in the Bible, this is such a, a template. There is a template there for mm-hmm. us, isn't there, about yeah. how God adopts us as his children. Yeah. So right. I kind of see adoption, how you're doing it and how many others are doing it as like a, a physical representation of what spiritually yeah. happens for us when we get yeah. saved, isn't it? Yeah. And there's yeah. a great verse in um, Romans 8, verses 14 to 16, and it's, it says this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves, Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And I know you said you do children's (laughs) ministry and things, but, you know, how how has your faith really helped you understand adoption? Has it brought a different dimension to it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean when we ask Jesus into our heart that we we instantly um become his we 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 are his children yeah. and we have the privilege of calling him our dad and and we have that closeness and that identity our identity is in him isn't it yeah, and right. everything changes we yeah. our inheritance and and our who we are and 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 we just know that we we're, we're safe and loved yeah. by a, a father who loves us unconditionally yeah. and it just changes everything it and really I think yeah I think it's just a beautiful I think adoption is a beautiful reflection of of the way that God loves us yeah. and you know he it doesn't matter what we've done and who we are and yeah. the mistakes we've made yeah. and you know we might feel on our own and mm. and but but God um adopts us and he says you're mine yeah. you're, you're in my family and nothing's going to change that and yeah. I I just love that and I, I think do. that's that's what adoption is it, yeah. it gives a child 
literally a brand new start yeah. a brand new identity they even take on your surname they yeah. are they are in a family and, yeah. and I just think it's just a beautiful reflection of it's God's a new heart. start for the children isn't it a new yeah. a new journey yeah. a new chapter how exciting and can you tell us a bit more about your journey to adopting Aria obviously yeah, you know course. adoption isn't like a quick thing you don't wake up one morning you have a, hear a word from God and go right I'm going to adopt a child tomorrow it's quite yeah. a long process isn't it I it understand is, so yeah. can you tell us a bit about the process that you went through yeah, to actually adopting her that'd be great um so it was around three years ago actually way before Covid happened mm-hmm. and I as I said God was just speaking to me so the first thing I did was I spoke to a couple of people, um, really carefully chosen people, because yes. obviously at that point, it's still very vulnerable in your heart. Sure. It's a dream and you kind of need to kind of think about who yeah. you're going to talk to that those people about. So yeah. I chose to talk to um, our pastor from church and I just told him what I wanted to do. And it was just really great to have that conversation. And then the first thing I officially did was I... Um, uh, phoned up the adoption agency, our local adoption agency, mm. and you can you can do it through a variety of um, agencies like Bernardo's, but you can there's also local adoption agencies, okay. and I just phoned up my local one mm. and expressed an interest to adopt, and I just had to fill out a form, um, yeah. which was just an initial expression of interest. Okay. And then within a couple of weeks, um, social worker came around to the house, a couple of social workers. And they just visited my home. I was super nervous. I bet you were. Um, it was, yeah, it was terrifying. But because you feel like they're judging you, but they're not. They're no. just meeting you, um, getting a feel for you. Um, they ask you what, you know, why why you want to adopt, yeah. just to kind of check that your intentions are, are good and, yeah. um, and that you understand what, what you, you're saying you want to do. And then they just briefly check your home and mm. just check that you've got a bedroom for sure. a child yeah, and, and that everything is relatively safe yeah. and things like that. Um, so once they kind of said, yeah, that's, that's fine. We, we're happy to proceed. Then they actually sent me on a four day course, which was okay. amazing. I would totally recommend it. it was actually compulsory for us, but it, I would just recommend it anyway. It was absolutely fantastic. And yeah. during that four day course, um, we were with other people who were in the same position. I was with other people oh, that wanted cool. to adopt. And we learned all about kind of the effects of trauma yeah, on a child. Yeah. Um, we learned about how a child development develops and and at what age you adopt them, how, how where they are in that development. That's really you know? interesting. Um, and we we just learned about the whole process. Mm. Um, people came in who had adopted and they spoke oh, to us and really we asked good. questions and it was it was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, so we did that four day course. Um, and they really you know we really drilled into some topics. They spoke about um if a, a birth mom or has been using alcohol or drugs when yeah. the baby's even just in the womb, how that yeah. can affect things. Yeah. Um, so it was just brilliant. So after that four day course, um even though it'd been very emotional, very hard, mm. it was it was really tough to hear some stories. Oh, sure. But I knew, I just knew that I wanted to do it. So mm. I then began the assessment process. Okay. And that, you know, people sort of say, oh, it's really long, isn't it? And it's really hard. And it, it was hard and it was long, but I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. It's quite a nice um, just way to reflect on your life so yeah. far and talk to someone about everything that's happened. And yeah. it, it's almost like a sort of a counselling session. Yeah, I was you just, just thinking that. About everything yeah and it can feel intrusive but they just have to be they just have to make sure that they're covering all bases and that you know it's That's done it. properly 
So if they ever asked me intrusive things, they said, look, it's only because we want, you know, these children are so vulnerable and they've already had such a tough start to their life. That's why we want to make sure that this works. So they're just um, trying to keep the child safe, aren't they, really, ultimately? They don't want that child then having to be rematched with somebody else in a little while, do they? It's in the interest of the child. Every now and again, it it can break down very Mm. sadly and and it doesn't work. And so Mm. they just, yeah, they really need to know that kind of they're making the right choice. So um, they ask about all sorts of things. They come to your home. It's very relaxed, but they, they talk to you about your finances mm-hmm. um the way you were raised as a child and, and what you would do differently or what you would keep the same yeah. when you when you parent which is really super helpful yeah. um and they just ask about your hobbies your interests because later on down the road they're going to match you with a child that they feel you would match well with that's really um, good point. so yeah so that probably probably about eight or nine sessions at eight or nine hours yeah. kind of over a, a course of a month or two yeah um and then they also wanted to speak to some references. So um, one of my friends, um, sort of my peers, um, my church leader, and then also my employer um, from my school. Yeah. And um, again, that's quite nerve wracking. Yeah. But again, they're just finding sure they all out. Loved you, Becky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your fine. character, um, and j- yeah, just just finding out a bit yeah. more about you. Really. Yeah. Um, and then probably the scariest thing happened, which was the approval panel. And because mm. it was now um, COVID times, I had to do it on on Teams, so oh. it was all online. <laughs> so I don't know if that was better or not, but yeah. it was it was on a screen like this. Yeah. And um, there's a whole panel of about seven people. Okay. Um, some are social workers some are um medical professionals um who who look at very much the medical side of 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 um fetal alcohol all that sort of stuff yeah leaked alcohol and drugs and things like that um and yeah um some people on the panel also consist of people who have adopted and also people who have been adopted as children so you just get a really broad um kind of experience of everyone on there and that was scary. Yeah. They they had written, my social worker had written a, a very long document, um, about 50 pages. Wow, that is long. <laughs> on me. Oh my <laughs> when goodness. you read it, you basically read your life story. You get to read it, and, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and they just pick apart that really and they mm. just ask you questions just to find out a little bit more. But yeah. I got through it yeah. and they all agreed that I could be approved, which Wonderful. was a great day. Yeah, but... Um, so then the pressure comes off a bit because you are approved, yeah. you can relax, and then the matching process begins. And that's mm. a lot more relaxed. Um, you have to be quite open-minded because it can be really quick. Yeah. Uh, it could literally happen the next day that they find somebody wow. and they start to kind of match you. Or it could take months and, yeah. and you just have to be really relaxed with that. Yeah. Um, and for me, I very much just, just had to trust God yeah. that he already had that child matched and it was, it, you know, that the right child yes. was already, he'd gone before. That, that must be me. great to be able to trust that him with that. Because really trying to work yeah. that out for yourself must be so hard. <laughs> exactly. Because you just have to carry on with normal life. Sure. But you kind of like, do I buy a cot? Do yeah. I buy am I having a child or a baby or a toddler? You don't really know. So, um, yeah, but it actually happened really, really quickly because um, due to COVID, they were trialling out a new um, system where they were profiling um, children on a Microsoft Teams evening and I got invited to that. And it was about a week later and there were many, many children on the screen. We watched their videos So you watched them them on a screen. Wow, that's such a different world. So they weren't live, but it was a video that had been pre-recorded of that child crawling and laughing and talking. So it was amazing. Um, And I ruled out some options because they were either um, kind of not the age that I had, I thought would would be right for me. 
so so some of them were ruled out but there was one little girl there that was 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 young um about seven months old at the Mm. time and I did I did kind of think wow I would like to be her mum um she had this beaming smile and she was kind of excitedly moving around she was crawling and rolling and and (laughs) I just thought wow she seems she seems really really fun and um so after the evening I I I expressed an interest in her but I knew that she'd be uh, really really popular because Mm. um of her age because yeah. um typically a lot of a lot of adopters would prefer a younger child that yes. can be with them for you know for much much longer than yeah. an older child and so um I really didn't expect to be matched but I just put in the expression and then about a week later I got a phone call to say um you are number one on our wow, list that's so cool. me. That's amazing. <laughs> and after months of trying that. to convince the adoption agency yeah. that I was a perfect candidate yeah, I was yeah. almost kind of backtracking it I was like are you sure <laughs> yeah. and she was like yeah and I said did lots of other people um show an interest and she said yeah yeah but they've they've they've, they've chosen you and wow. I couldn't believe it I still remember where I was when I got the phone call that's and I, I I literally couldn't believe it and so that then began um quite a long process but it was a good process um where I then met her social worker yeah he came to my home checked my house met me talked to me and he said yeah yeah I think this could be a really good match and then lots and lots of meetings um I then received a very very long document about her her life her background um and 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 really they encouraged me to look at that very very carefully Mm. and and ask Mm. questions and I had to meet with a medical consultant at the hospital who spoke to me about her health as he would any child yeah. and looked at possibilities and challenges ahead yes. and all that sort of stuff yeah and and then I made my decision that yes I wanted to go ahead so we were matched and then oh. you have to have another meeting on Microsoft Teams which is a matching panel okay and again they they check that you would be a good match and yeah ask you lots of so it's like questions. a final filter is it I guess final <laughs> yeah final <laughs> one just to make sure um and then yeah that was it and then um the introduction started so because of um covid the first few days were on microsoft microsoft teams again and then i was allowed to go and see her um in her foster carer's house um just for an hour and then the next day for a couple of hours the next day for a few more hours and then it just builds up really gradually so that she would come to my home for lunch but then I would take her back yeah then she came to my home for the whole day and then I would take her back wow um she would she would never sleep at my house yeah but she might have a bath or she okay I might get her dressed for bed yeah. and then after that was complete with many many meetings many yeah. many kind of is it okay are you happy yes. are you happy and everybody I guess they're agreeing. watching to check she's happy as well aren't they that yeah, it's not just it. you it's that's both sides it. isn't it yeah yeah um so yeah then it was agreed and then that final little bit was was very quick because obviously it's very hard for the foster family sure. they're saying goodbye to somebody yeah. they've had in their home for a good a good chunk of months so yeah. um that little bit was was quite quick because yeah. by that point I'd already had all her clothes in my home all her toys and everything and it yeah. was literally just saying goodbye mm-hmm. as quickly as possible sure. to kind of minimize that emotion yeah. and also for the child not to see too yes. much emotion yes. because make it a transition that's the yeah smooth exactly yeah. so that was it she came to live with me I then had kind of weekly visits from social workers really good support and yeah. um, even though it was COVID they came in with a mask oh, I had a wow. mask and we still had that um actual contact and good. they just they were there I could phone them if I wanted to Great. anytime 
Um, and then after a few months, I was able to apply to the court um, to have it legally kind of official. Yeah. Um, and at that stage, it's, it's very nerve wracking, actually, because at that stage, you've obviously grown a huge bond with of your course. child. I mean, I, you know, I love her. And, yeah. And um, at that point, the, the the actual birth family still have the right to... Right up to that moment. Say, okay. you know, we, we've, we've changed things in our life and mm. actually we'd like to, you know, we'd like to have her back. And mm. that was a nerve-wracking time. And again, I just had to trust God in the sure. process, just feel his peace and yeah. just keep going and that you know they didn't appeal in my in my case right. or, and and, yeah. and that was then made super official then um, wow what an exciting day that must have been <laughs> so I would say it took um because people often say how long did it take yeah. it, it probably took around nine or ten months okay um which is not bad no that's not cool. really I was gonna say in um, circumstances. and obviously you'd be pregnant for you know yeah. that's yeah. months. but um for me probably from thinking about it and praying about it to to actually having her in my home it was probably about three years because yeah. I did put a lot of thought into it I did yes. put a lot of prayer into it yeah no, that's um, really important yeah. isn't it oh that's so cool and I, <laughs> I know you've called her Aria can you just tell us why yes. you chose that name because I mean when yeah. I, when I first heard you tell me that you were adopting her and that was her name I just got yeah. so many goosebumps and I the, I yeah. I know the meaning of it, but can you tell all of us yeah. what it is? Because yeah. I just feel it's really significant for her, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's got a couple of meanings, but one of the meanings of the name Aria is song. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm a musical person, and one of the ways I love to express my love to God is through song. I love mm. to worship. I love to sing. Um, and I've always found in my life when I've had hard times, when I've had difficult times, when I've been under pressure, that the fact that I can sing to God mm. and and just express myself in that way to him yeah. has really helped me. You know, there's been often times in my life where things have been really, really hard, but I've sang a song, I've remembered yeah. a worship song, I've listened to a worship song and it's just lifted me and it's brought me hope. And it's, I just wanted to give that gift to her really, yeah, that definitely. her, Aria's life was 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 not an easy start. Mm. And, and when you read mm. the document about her life, even in the womb, it, it was not, nice mm. and it was mm. not happy and mm. I just have confidence that as she grows up she will know that she's always got a song she can yeah. sing to Jesus that yeah. God will always give her a song he, yes. and that when she sings that song it will it will remind her of the hope and peace yeah, and joy that so can be found in God really yeah. so yeah I'm just sitting here tingling it's, it's and she sings all the time she? Well, she can't <laughs> even not. if it's on the bus she sings all the time <laughs> I imagine it's a very musical home you've got going on <laughs> whatever song goes we'll sing about the socks Maybe yeah. you sing about the missing socks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've got um, a friend who's been on the um, through an adoption process herself and has yeah. just recently adopted. And um, I know it's not an easy process for everybody. And people, like you say, come at it from for different reasons, don't they? And uh, this friend of mine, they they were planning. She wanted to adopt from quite a young age, and she said yeah. um, to God, "Oh, this is something I really feel she wanted yeah. to do and felt God had put on her heart." Yeah. And when she met her husband, she was like, oh, "This is." important to me how do you feel and they had that conversation and so for both of them they agreed that it was a process they would definitely take on board and mm -hmm. the original plan was that they would have a child a birth child and then adopt potentially as a second yeah. but then mm -hmm. things became quite challenging for them and uh, yeah. they they found it hard to conceive and they were told they had unexplained fertility which must be really difficult for them to have processed and I know yeah. for them they then said well obviously that's God's plan is for us to have mm -hmm. the adoption first. That must be his yeah. plan A. Yeah. So they kind yeah. of said it was quite an enlightening moment for them to realise that that was God's original plan for them. Yeah. So they then yeah. did something a slightly different route and they went through um, early permanence. Um, 
yes. to foster to adopt, mm-hmm. knowing that they yeah. would probably adopt. But again, like you were saying, the journey is never clear. And at any oh. point, birth families can get involved, can't they? Yeah. So they yeah. had quite a long process. And I think they said it was about two, up to two and a half years from yeah. when they first made their initial interest to mm-hmm. when they were officially yeah. legally <laughs> given yeah. he had yeah. their surname. Um, yeah. So I think managing expectations must be so hard. And I know you've touched on that a bit, but can you yeah. give us some top tips on like how you would help to to manage that and how you would yeah. prepare yourself for those yeah. you know, Absolutely. trips I mean, along I the way, I guess? There are so many unknowns. I yeah. mean, there really are. And for me, I didn't know if I, obviously I didn't know the child. I didn't yeah. know whether they were going to be a boy or a girl even. Yeah, okay. Um, age. Um, yeah. I didn't know whether she would have challenges ahead. I, I still don't know yeah. about some of the challenges she have ahead. And I think for me, just taking one step at a time, but taking one taking it in a real with a real purpose knowing that god has a plan i think is so crucial so not just kind of taking a step and hoping for the best but just taking each step with real purpose and confidence because i i know god told me to adopt and i I just knew that that's what he said and and so every time i looked at an unknown and you you can you can get so overwhelmed you think oh my goodness is this going to work out what if what if there's so many what (laughs) if Um, you know, what if, um, you know, obviously they they give you the kind of um, the hard facts because mm. they want you to be aware, but it can be really scary. And yeah. you, think, you know, I even thought, what if I what if I don't bond with, her? Mm. you know, what yeah. if I don't kind of find that instant connection, yeah. you know, um, what what if, um, you know, her challenges are too much yeah. to, to cope with, to yeah. deal with. Um, and there are just so many what ifs. And I think for me, I just had to take each step, like yeah. I said earlier, each little step, you know, so first of all, I just expressed an interest. And I just thought, God, I've, I've obeyed you and I've yeah. expressed an interest yeah. and, and just, just be at peace at that bit and mm. then, and then do the next yeah. bit. And I think just coming back, I mean, I, coming back to the, the fact that God has a plan for us is just so great. Yeah. And I think, you know, Praise Jeremiah God. 29 verse 11, you know, his plan is good yeah. and it's not for disaster. Yeah. And those what ifs, you know, they can really niggle away in your yeah. mind. But yeah, I think just be being okay with not knowing everything in advance. Yes. You're, you're not going to. But then again, um, you know, I'd speak to friends about it and they'd say, well, you know, even having a, having a child, um, you know, giving birth to a child, you, you're not going to know no. their, their entire life either. You're no, not going to exactly. know if there's challenges ahead. And, no. and um, I think that's helpful to think about as well, yeah. that, that none of us actually know um, exactly what lies no, ahead no, in right. the lives of our children. Yeah. And I think trusting God and just being confident um, knowing he's gone before you yes. he has planned it out yeah. I know there were many many times when I got really frustrated because the process was going really really slowly mm. um, especially in lockdown I was just about to really accelerate things mm. and I felt ready and prepared and then lockdown hit and I was like ah oh. um, yeah. and I was really frustrated and I was like God why is this taking so long but actually um, it was funny because my little girl hadn't even been born yet Wow. So I was getting frustrated at God <laughs> because it was taking too long. Yeah. But he was thinking, well, well hold on, She's because on the little that's going to be perfect for you yeah. and you're going to be perfect for her hasn't actually been born yet. Yeah. And so I think just trusting in God's timing yeah. just really helps. And just taking one little step at a time, not thinking too much yeah. about everything, every little option and every yeah. little, yeah. That's a really good tip. For those of you who are watching today, um, please feel free to put a comment or like what we're sharing. And if you've got any experiences yourselves or stories that you've got of being adopted yourself or thinking about adoption or any questions, we'd love to hear from you. So do just comment below on the video if you're watching or send it to us at our website. That'd be great. 
I know you've already said, Becky, a bit about um, how the children often have some degree of trauma, whether that was yeah. in utero from you yeah. know, drug abuse or alcoholism mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, obviously some challenges arise, like you said, later on. How, yeah. as a parent, can you get extra care and support to manage that? Are there, are there ways you can access and what, what have you found yeah. so far yeah, that would definitely. be able to support you as a parent from that side yeah. of things? Well, as soon as you've, so before I adopted, obviously there was the four day course, which was brilliant. But after you adopt, I think what's really great is, and certainly in my experience with my local authority, is that they have a fantastic post-adoption team and their job is solely to support people post-adoption. And so there are regular courses um, on Teams in the evening when your child's in bed and you can just log on to them. They're free of charge. Um, and you can learn about different things. So they 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 have um, they have courses on um, if your child might have had um, alcohol and drugs in their in the birth mum when they were in the womb, for yeah. example. And they will just do maybe a four week course just okay. on that topic alone. Wow. And you can ask questions. Um, they will signpost you to YouTube where there's educational videos about those sorts of things that's really good um so I've done lots of courses like that um there's there are also courses for how to talk to your children how to talk to your child at each age and stage as they grow up about the fact that they're adopted because that's really important um, isn't it there are just the most brilliant resources out there but it's just helpful to know where they are so um I went on a course recently um virtually and um they shared some picture books with us Mm -hmm. that very young children can read which just bring in those themes yeah. of um family and home and identity yeah. and belonging and they're just beautiful and they yeah. normally involve animals yeah. <laughs> um and but they they kind of at the core of them have that kind of theme of maybe moving to a different family and, yeah, and finding love really and support and care there and whether it's a little bunny or a little or fox or, yeah. or whatever maybe and so that's been really really good yeah because that just opens up the conversation and then there, there are courses where you can learn how to actually talk to your child when they're a little bit older yeah. to sit down with them and share their story with them yeah. so we have a book that's given to us and it's got photos in of their birth family and it's oh, got that's lovely. um really age-appropriate language in it yeah. that talks to them about why they needed to be adopted and, and why good, they couldn't it? stay and it's just brilliant um really really good um yeah they also we also get given a later life letter for the child so when we can kind of decide when they read that but yeah. maybe when they're 16 or 18 or so and that you know again that gives them a bit more information yeah. about a bit exactly what's happened um yeah. And, and I've got that and I've got that safe um, somewhere yeah. for Ari when she grows up. So yeah. there's a lot of support out That's there. So um, if you adopt, um, yeah, with the local authority like I did, um, I can phone them at any time, any yeah. day um, for advice and help. That's really uh, good. Say I need that. financial help because yeah. my child might be struggling yeah. um, with something and they might need a little bit of counselling or yeah. a little bit of input there might be financial kind of um provisions um but my child aria will have the support for her whole life so yeah. for her entire life and adult that's so great isn't it? Wants to do, I mean, it's, yeah it's such a it, we, so. we often watch like long lost family <laughs> it's yes, alex and i yes. sitting there weeping and going oh and you know, hear that how the adoption journey for a lot of people long historically has been quite a difficult journey how they suddenly find out yeah. later in life and i think it's that's so it. important yeah. isn't it how 
times have changed and we've addressed that children need to know that they belong from a young age and be transparent about all this and that's really yeah it's not a big shock when they're older but it's it's just a gradual little by little kind of yeah yeah. as appropriate to their age yeah and so if you're a family looking to adopt you know are there any things you can be doing obviously you talked about the the practical processes but are there any do you have any suggestions of how you can prepare yourself like spiritually emotionally you know it's it's quite a big thing to process Um, isn't it that decision yeah definitely I think I mean um spiritually I think I just really spent time just really thinking um looking at God's word just reminding myself of why this was so special to me um thinking about those verses you said earlier about how we've been adopted into God's family and just just reminding myself that you know when Jesus was on the earth for example just reading through when Jesus was on the earth you know he was always reaching out to vulnerable people he was always um you know helping people who had been forgotten by society and I think just spiritually just just reminding myself why why I want to do this yeah. and why it's important to me, why it matters to God. Yeah. That really helped. Um, I think also just practically chatting to people who have adopted. Yeah. I know a couple of people who have adopted and it was just so good to be able to go yeah. to their home and ask them questions, ask them all the stuff that maybe I was too worried to ask a social worker because I, you know, yeah. I was I felt like I was kind of being They're still watching judged you. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but you could just be completely frank and yeah. you can just ask, what's it like when this happens? What's yeah. that like? Is this that you know, yeah. and just having that person. And if there isn't that person, if you don't know of anyone, Home for Good, as you've said, yeah. was brilliant. I've been on their website. They have stories um, of people that have adopted, just sharing their experiences. And they've also written a book as well, yeah. um, Home for Good. And it's just brilliant. And again, that just talks about God's heart and yeah. God's desire for children to know they're loved. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, really just good. doing a bit of research, yeah. preparing yourself in yeah. that way, just getting all the facts together sure. um, and just talking to people, just yeah. talking to people who have already done it really, really helps. But I know there can be some challenges and there are some things that people might yeah. say or do that are not particularly yes. helpful, aren't there? I know from people <laughs> yeah. I've spoken to about this before that yeah. are, are there things, you know, for those of us who, who haven't been through that process, are there any things that we should try and avoid or be careful of or things that you're particularly having to navigate that we might not be aware of? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I was thinking about, I think the hardest thing for me was kind of everybody taking on everybody's opinions mm. because, um obviously it's nice to chat to people it's really important to chat to those around you and say what do you think this is what I want to do but you have to kind of be prepared for not everybody to um go wow that's a brilliant idea and um, all my friends were completely well-meaning and lovely and they just wanted the best for me but some some of their opinions made me think oh no maybe Mm. I'm doing the wrong thing and just begin to doubt a bit and and again it was very well-meaning yes but yeah that's it people like to point out kind of what if this happens or you know what if you know what if you can't cope with them what if you know what if your child has so many difficulties that you know you just find it really really hard to manage Mm. or um yeah what if you know they when they're older they they kind of don't react well to the Mm. fact that you and there's just so many what ifs and I think sort of back to what I said earlier really I think I really loved talking to my friends and reaching out to people and asking them what they thought but I think deep down I had to then go back to God with me on my own and just say God you know talk to me about this and yeah and just have that conversation with God and take into account all the advice but also know that it, it was my decision and yes it's, it's 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 me and him and and just when I went back to God I just felt 
did feel real peace yeah that, that it was what he wanted me to yeah, do and, that's so yeah talking to friends is great but I think just just being a aware bit of a filter that, uh, perhaps it's yeah. kind of like and choosing I just guess choosing people you know, telling a few like people at a time yeah. and building it up yeah. um is what I did I just told a few people and then a few more people yeah. and then a few more people yeah um just so well, there weren't too many opinions yeah no that sounds cool <laughs> great tip <laughs> and yeah. you know for, for people like myself who've you know got family and friends who are adopting how can we help people like your families like yourself who are adopting what yeah. what can we do how can we play our part particularly in like a church family how yeah. can we support yeah. you I think I mean my church family were amazing mm. and still are I think um it was really difficult for me because it was locked down yeah so when I bought Aria home there were no mums and pops groups there were no no uh, soft plays, no, yeah. basically nothing um, to go to. I couldn't even go to a friend's house and sure. have a play date because yeah. there, you couldn't go to people's homes. Um, wow. So it was really, really tricky. And I'm quite a sociable person. And the way that I deal with kind of tricky times mm-hmm. is to be with people. And yeah. So I was thinking, oh, my goodness. But my friends were amazing because what we were allowed to do was we were allowed to take a walk hey. <laughs> around the <laughs> park and have a takeaway coffee. Yes. So that's Pretty much what I did every day. Okay. I just got out of the house yeah. and put her in the buggy. She might be having a nap or whatever. And I would just meet somebody mm. and we'd get a takeaway coffee and have a chat. Yeah. And I just appreciated my friends so much because it was winter. Yeah. Um, I remember one of my friends, we went out in the snow. <laughs> Um, it was Commitment. so cold. It was so windy. It was so unpleasant yeah, in terms yeah. of the weather. Um, but I and she probably would have rather just been at home yeah. in a blanket. Oh, but I just really appreciated being able to see someone. Yeah, so yeah, my church family were amazing. They made meals for us and oh, um, just re- all the practical stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I've just been really blessed as well by the way that my friends, my family, um, work colleagues, my church family have just embraced Aria. They yeah. just absolutely absolutely embraced her and they loved her as if she was just my own child yeah with no difference they yeah. um you know my family love her they adore her yeah, sure um do. and yeah I think that's just been so great you know Mother's Day you know yeah. that I just I get a card from Aria and, and I'm her mummy and 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 it's lovely so and um, yeah it's been really really good so yeah I think I think just Knowing that people are there for you, knowing that you can call them, especially yeah. it's quite late. I know in the early days when Ari was teething, just having someone I could phone or text yeah. and be like, what do I do? Yeah. She won't stop crying. Yeah. Um, was just so, so good. So, yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds that's great. Tip, <laughs> it's really important to look after yourself, isn't it? That you can be yes. the best. I mean, I think for any of us, Definitely. any mum of any child or yeah. dad, you know, you've got to look after yourself to look after them, haven't you? Yeah. So knowing what yeah. you need is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to close then, Becky, because we've yeah. covered lots of different yeah. things here but if you can in any way can you pick out like three key takeaway points yeah. that you would suggest to a family mm-hmm. thinking of adopting what would you what would your top yeah. tips be if you like top three <laughs> top three if you I can narrow my, it down my first top tip would be um just to do your research you know we live in a world where we've got the internet we've got so many resources Mm. out there that we can you know you can go onto youtube and just find brilliant resources so i would just say do your research if you're looking to adopt if you if you're really really interested uh talk to people who have adopted or um you know go on to home for good go onto their website and just and just follow the links and just read people's stories um yeah do do your research you know find out about how trauma can affect a child how how you know that loss of 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 
have kind of been removed from their birth family how that can affect them yeah. and and just yeah do your research you feel really equipped with knowledge and 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 kind of understanding yeah um I think the second one would be just to um just take time to constantly remind yourself about what God thinks about adoption yeah. just spend time in God's presence and yeah. just breathe in his heart for it yeah. um, because I think so that different. when things get tough yeah um you that will really help you it will motivate mm. you or remind you why you want to do it yeah um, yeah just That's just really remember good. that God thinks adoption is beautiful and, yeah. and just spend time just reminding yourself about that yeah um Wonderful. and I think the third thing would be just to be super confident um in in what God said to you yeah. because you will get lots of opinions and it won't be always easy mm. um and sometimes you'll wonder if <laughs> you can do it but yeah. I think that if you can just remind yourself about what God said to you in, in the quietness of your heart yeah. and what the Holy Spirit's just said um I think it will get you through those really really tough tough times yeah and through to the other side and just you can just be really confident that you're living in the purpose God has for you brilliant enjoy it <laughs> yeah and enjoy it too it's a really beautiful process isn't it and you know get to change yeah. someone's life forever which is wonderful isn't yeah. it what a privilege yeah. oh Becky I just I've had such a great time chatting to you oh, <laughs> could chat for ages <laughs> but yeah. uh, thank you so much for sharing no your, your story with us today and uh, and really appreciate all that you've given us some of your top tips and your background I didn't know quite a lot of that so that's really been really yeah. helpful for yeah. me and I'm sure it would have been for many other people thank you so that's much <laughs> if you want to uh, check out any of the links to Home for Good and other re- useful resources we'll be putting those in the uh, show notes so if you want to check those out go to livingrock.church forward slash meet the parents and please do like this video if you've got family and friends who are thinking of adopting or you've got or you're thinking about it yourself then check out this video share them with other people you know who might be thinking about it and we'd just love you to share that around if you'd like to um comment on anything or any questions that you've got that you think oh do you know what that's reminded me of a question i've got to ask please just let us know those as well on the website and uh, feed those back to us that'd be great but thanks so much for watching today and uh, we'll see you soon thank you